a thought. I mean, someone here to be totally flipped out and it's not contagious. Yeah, I can sit right next to them. They're totally flipped out. It doesn't jump onto me. You know what I mean? And, and yet usually it's being generated like tonight's Monday night. Not one Monday night in my life has ever been ruined by Monday. It's usually Wednesday and Sundays. Yeah, isn't it? It's not usually right now that's bothering us. It's, it's that we're never right now. Yeah? And yet, that's all we can be is right now, but we're really never not right now because we're bookended in time. Yeah? And the value, the thought system that's running our show, or at least informing us of the show and the one who's in the show and what's going, how the show's going, its value is, can easily be seen. Its value, is it in this moment or is it in the past or the future? Check it out. Check out like five minutes of thought streaming and see where does it value lie. Does it value now? Obviously not because it's about there and then all the time. Yeah, But the only time the thought could actually be hatched is now. Yet it never, never gives credence or credence to where it's being hatched in or from. It's, all, it's always paying allegiance to what's not happening. Yeah, Because the thought has been taken over by a mental process, a mental process, not a mind. Mind, big M, is different than the mental process. A mental process that produces and reinforces and implies and asserts and infers that there's a self. Yeah. So a thought is never seen as a thought or heard as a thought. It just echoes the thinker of it. Yeah. It reverberates or it points, it's being used to point to the thinker. A feeling is never left to be a feeling. It's being used by the mental process to point to the feeler. You can, it's a simple example. Here's a bottle, yeah? A bottle, far out, yeah? Change it. Change its meaning incredibly. And it's, and it's use, my bottle. Now the bottle is being used to point to the owner of the bottle or the haver of the bottle. Thought, my thought, exact same. Feeling, my feeling. Time, my time. Girlfriend, my girlfriend. Everything shifts dramatically. Yeah. Because now it's all being used to point to a pseudo-someone there. Yeah. And that someone <laughs> is the point where it's the constant reference point where life happening gets turned into life's happening to me. It becomes an interpretation. You've been hijacked. Life has been taken from you willingly and you've been given back a mental interpretation of what's going on. Yeah. And it's very rarely based on now. It's being reinforced and rooted in now. But this now is picturing it, this now as a there and then, a past and a future. Yeah. There is a solution. Yeah. The solution is, in fact, there is no problem. And I wanted to share this. A friend of mine I haven't seen in a while. I hope she's a friend of mine. I don't know. I don't know if I owe her any amends or anything. No, any money? No, no. So we once did a thing together with some people called the Enneagram. Yeah, you ever hear of it? It's, yes. yes, many people. These are like spiritual pros, some of these people. <laughs> so the Enneagram, I may not do it justice, and uh, but it's it's it was constructed by a, a a Sufi, the Sufis in Islam, right? And it's a way of breaking down basic all the basic personalities that can be expressed here. So they have basically nine basic ones, and then each have two subdivisions, so like sex or whatever. So it branches out to be 27 personal, like sketches of personalities that every personality would fall under. Yeah, 
And so here's, we all, all these people are going in there, and they're listening to this, and then they find out, or it's dawn on them, they ask someone who they think is an authority, and they go, well, what number do you think I am? And so they say, you're a three with a subdivision six and a whatever, a, a predilection towards eight or something, yeah? So now they leave, and now they're proclaiming, I'm a one. The whole point of the Enneagram is you're not that. Yeah, it's not that another thing to become identified as, but you're not that. Yeah, so you hear, I'm a one, I'm a six, and you know what? I'm not. Yeah, first you own it, and then there's a secondary move. Whereas you let it land because it's describing what you're not pretty damn well, and so you let it land on what you think you are, and in letting it be as real as it wants to be, it shows itself to be unreal. To who? To what you are, the mind. But everyone's running around, oh, what are you, a seven, a six? I I like to meet a subdivision sexual six. I think I can roll pretty good with her, I'm an eight. I like a little perversion in occultism and this and that. You know, it's freaking insanity. So here's people, they have enough identification going on. They hear this incredible, uh, let's say, diagram or a template that all of your unique characteristics could be put under and you would see the pattern and yet the selfing still claims it and now I'm a seven. (laughs) You don't see it? It's freaking insane. That's the same thing with this thing, the non-duality. Now people, they want to be a non-self as a self. The whole point of non-duality is not... It's, there's nothing called non-duality. It's a negation. It says not to. Not you. Not them. Yeah? It doesn't say not to leads to somewhere else. You don't, you don't need to be led anywhere. You've got to wake up to where you are right now. And you are inherently awake. There's an activity that causes you to seem like you're asleep. It cannot produce sleep, but you can appear to be asleep. Yeah? And that's why the solution is so beautiful, because when you see it can only reach the level of seemingly so, this whole place is only seemingly so. And seemingly means it appears to be true or false to you. So this place, as real as it wants to seem to be to you, it doesn't have any reality in and of itself. It's lent the reality it seems to have by you. You give it to it. The Course in Miracles describes it perfectly. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot we're dreaming the dream. And in forgetting it, we've given everything everything we dreamt the power to affect us. So it's like the dream tiger scenario. And you're in a very small area with a dreamt tiger, but you're taking it to be real. You're going to be very... It's, a, it's, it's an appropriate feeling to be scared shitless, yeah? Because you have a little bit of information about the whimsical nature of a tiger, you know? It can look like you're, you're petting it, and then it can rip your throat out. And so what do you do? Well, you try to read books about how to co-inhabit a small space with a tiger, and you do affirmations, the tiger is my friend, the tiger is... It's all baloney. It doesn't hold any water, Yeah? What would happen if you woke up? Not from the tiger, but from you as the dreamt object. Because you taking yourself to be the dreamt object is lending the reality to the tiger. You don't have to wake up to the tiger. Wake up to this. I'm not this. Therefore, that cannot be so. It's only so with this being so. Do I want to negate everything that's so, everything I meet, or just negate what's giving it all the meaning it has? 
negate that. This is much quicker. It'll save you a lot of time. Because every year they find new creatures you're going to have to negate. They just found like 12 new frogs. You know, they're always finding, whoa, we've walked on this. We just found, what is this? I've never seen it before. There's tons of shit showing up constantly. Oh, I'm not that. That's not real. No. You realize if you're not the dreamt, if you're not the dreamt object that's giving all the meaning to the dreamt tiger, if you're not that, the meaning to the dreamt tiger changes dramatically with no thought or effort. Yeah. This is the invitation. This, right tonight, is an invitation. If it's turned into anything else, I'd be bored stiff of it. I swear to God. I swear to God, if some people have been seeing me for five years, Jesus Christ, I don't know what I would do. I just, just, but this is an invitation. This is, you can be invited. It can be repeated. Yeah? It's not a dissertation, and it's definitely not a way. It's not a path. But it will illuminate whatever path you're on. And if you're living, you're on a path. It may be a path to work. It may be a path to motherhood. It may be a path this and that. But you've got some kind of action figure destiny going on. And this will illuminate it. Yeah? But it's not a path. It's not a path to illumination. It illuminates. You're the light. Yeah? You're the light. You're the what made your day so great when you were a kid. It wasn't that you had 8,000 toys. I didn't. I hung out with this other kid, Wayne Griffith, for about three years, from about four to seven. And we had 13, I had 13 plastic soldier men, plastic, little things like this. We played three years every day underneath this apple tree in, the back, in my backyard. Three years. You know, move differently. Oh, I'm the Confederates, you're the Union, whatever. But we were totally immersed. We didn't know about food or anything. Our parents had, Paul, come on in. Time to eat. Oh, we'd go in, eat, and then we'd go back out. Yeah, what happened? You know, you go to the beach. You take a ball, you, and you have a Labrador. Throw that ball, the Labrador. Yeah? The first time, it's so happy. The 800th time, it's so happy. Yeah? A little baby walks in this room. You go, ah. The baby goes, ah. You do it 30 times, ah. Us, something happens. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. We're fucking bored stiff. <laughs> And we come to things like this all day. My job is to become obsolete. I swear to God. I don't want to see you for the rest of my life. I don't. I want you to be a free-range person. Running around, doing whatever you're doing. Knowing full well that you're not missing out on a damn fucking thing. Yeah? So this is an invitation. Just humbly offered. It worked for me. I came to meetings sort of like this. I listened enough. Yeah? And it's like, you, it's a fine line. You don't want to start beating the, the, the dead horse. Yeah? There's a point where you put the books down and you put, the, you, know, you put your little common ground down and you stop circling all the intensives you'd like to do and you just fucking let your pants fall down and see what happens. You know? And see what occurs. And maybe the mind will finally get weaned off of that preoccupation with this idea of being a certain long-lasting independent separate entity and then, here you are, truly. Here we are right now. Our interest and attention is here. What happens with the identification of self, which is of time? Yeah. See, there is no self, so it can't generate a feeling. The sense of being a self isn't generated by self. It's generated by us. By being addicted to the mental process that implies that we're a self, 
We generate the feeling. There is no self to generate a feeling of itself. Yeah? It's, it's a production. It's a product. Something, it takes, it's a mental process that takes time. And the weird thing is, when the mental process seems to be done, you feel like you were there before the mental process. That's the product of selfing. Or like when you're sitting here and someone says, you get a little information about selfing, and then you call me up and you go, oh, I've been selfing all day. I've been really driving myself crazy. No, the selfing all day isn't the product. The feeling of being the one who's doing it is the product of selfing. Yeah. And then, oh, the selfing has been attacking me. The feeling of being the one who's being attacked by the selfing is the product. The selfing is just an activity going on, just like your breath is and other things are. It's an activity of the brain, happening through the brain by a mental process. Yeah, It truly has nothing to do with you. What it does, it implies that there's a you to have everything to do with. Yeah, Simply, look at the language. Check it out. I remember I went back east a couple of uh, years or so ago. They hadn't seen me in a while. My hair had grown. Yeah. So people were going, oh, Paul, you're growing your hair. And I'm going, well, actually, I'm not growing my hair. I just don't, I just don't cut my hair. Yeah? <laughs> it's not like I'm taking two hours a week to grow my hair. And then I'm so into it, I join a group of hair growers. And then we get together with the hope that if we get together, the hair will grow quicker. Yeah? And I think there's no. But the, see, the language implies I have something to do with something I have nothing to do with. Quite a lot. All day. You don't see it as a trance. It's like you're, you're, you're right here. The voice is your own, your own hypnotist. <laughs> you're like you're, it's like you're, you're laying on your own couch being hypnotized. Oh, yeah, I'm cutting my hair. Look at I'm doing a great job. You know, yes. I did that. I thought this. I felt that. Yeah. There's a lot of... Negative, what? It's weird. Mine's negative talk instead of that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Look at the word self in the dictionary. There'll be a hyphen, and there's about 90 uh, descriptive adjectives behind it. If you actually catalog them all, about 80% of them are negative, what you'd say, and 20 like self-love and self-pride, but most of them are like self-destruction, self-emulation, like you're burning yourself to death. You know, these are the qualities that the mind starts mutating into in selfing, yes? It mutates there. It's like a Petri dish that absurd, insane things can grow in. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. So, yeah, so I'm a little kid. I'm playing around and this and that. Of course, if I have no idea of next week, it has no influence on me. Why? Because it's not happening. Why does it have so much influence on you now? You don't see your role in it? We're participating in this place. This is not being imposed upon us. We're not like this virgin, very clear, raw thing that all of these meany, meany things are coming at us. We're in cahoots. We're the dreamer of this dream. And we forgot that we're dreaming it. And we've given everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. You want a description of every day, of all your days in your whole life? That's it. Yeah. The only way they have the ability to affect us is that we forget what we are. And we take ourselves to be who we think we are. Yeah. And if you watch selfing, you can study it. See, there's a great Zen master called Dogen, yeah, a Japanese Zen master. And he said, you know, to study Buddhism is to study the self. And to study the self is to forget the self. That's the whole point. You study the Enneagram to forget the fucking Enneagram. 
you forget that you have nine, 28 subdivisions and you're one. It shows you that you're not that. Because if so many else, other people could be that, how can you be that? You are supposedly a singular, separate, very special, unique unit. The same thing happened to me in recovery. I come from uh, recovery. I was going to meetings for months, and I you know, had no idea how terminally unique I thought I was. I was in a very thick shell, thinking, no one thinks like I do. No one's ever felt the things I've felt. <laughs> no one has done the heinous things I've done. And I'm sitting there, and I'm listening to people share. And what they share at recovery meetings is their thoughts, their feelings, and their reactions to life. Yeah? So after a few months, I could only come to two conclusions. How did they get my thoughts? <laughs> or, they're not my thoughts. How did they, they're not my feelings. It's so obvious in alcoholism, because alcoholism is a mental parasite that's taken over millions of supposed hosts, and you, no matter where you go in the world and you go to a meeting, they basically, you will have an identification, not with them, but what's taken them over, because you've lived, lived under that occupation. So when you hear someone else sharing their experiences of being under that occupation, you go, wow, yeah, because you've lived under that occupation. It's a foreign installment. It's a parasitical movement. And this parasite has convinced the seeming host, I will let's just call it the host, it's convinced the host that it's the parasite. So you're trying to be free as that, instead of realizing the freedom is from it. You're trying to get all these experiences for it, yeah. which is a form of slavery. And spiritual, the spiritual realm, the quote, is not fucking forbidden to it. It, it can adapt to wearing white robes and patchouli oil and having loving gazes just as easily as using the word fuck and wearing the jackets and stuff. Don't be fooled by the Zen bitch slap and the all-ever-present one. I, that's a more dangerous website. The all-ever-present one. Fuck. <laughs> At least you know what you're going to get from Zen bitch slap. You're getting fucking sold something there. I'm telling you, because it's trying to tell you what you are, but what's hearing it and reading it is what you're not. The whole point is to see what you're not. And then you may not have to read the descriptions of what you are. You'll find out about them as they download in your life, through you. Not in a book or a DVD, or watching someone at an intensive, but through your own life. You'll be the living scripture. You won't be able to know it because you're not in that position to know what you are. You can only be what you are. And the being, it's not just be, it's being here. It's manifesting. And it's going to manifest in your life through you. And you're going to recognize it doing the same through others. Yeah. And as Jesus says, you'll know the tree by its fruits. You can't know the tree, but you'll know the tree by its fruits. And a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. You'll know the tree by the fruits. You'll know what you are by what you're, what's happening through you. You'll see it. You are the seeing of it. That's all you are. And you'll have an unspoken yes. You won't need any false authorities to co-write anything. You don't need a spiritual notary public to get your little epiphany stamped. Yes, an ordained epiphany, yes. It was, I give it the name of an epiphany, yes. Yours was a, a faux epiphany. Yours, the real epiphany. Give me a freaking break. 
whatever's going on is not is a mere speck of the the possibility of the space it's going on in. You are all of that. You don't need one demonstration of phenomena to occur. Don't be fooled by the movement, man. What's the stillness? When you're looking out of a window and you see everything that appears in the window, everything appears to disappear, but the space never left. That's the eye. That's the ball we never put our eye on. We're always watching everything moving up and down, going there. But what's always there? It's like going to a movie. No one ever claps for the screen. None. They all. It could be melodrama. The screen never got wet. Could be you know giant army never gets blown up. Everyone walks out. There's the screen. That's what brought the whole fucking movie. The space. This. You sense it? There's a presence in it. It's us. That's what I am, is this space. Yeah. But if you're up the ass of self, yeah, it can seemingly not be available to you. Doesn't mean it's not available. It's not available. It can only seem to be not available to a you. The you is the primary reason why it's not seeming to be available. Not it. Because it's always available at all times. But if there's a you involved in it, as the middle man or the middle woman, that which is always so may be infrequent to you. Yeah. That's very tricky then. What? It's very tricky then. It's very tricky. But all the, all the, how it gets so tricky is us. We're the one that gives it all the juice it has. Yeah. What's seemingly so is severely limited by that condition. It can only appear to be true. It can only appear to be true to what is true. Where else is it going to get its truth? Yeah. If something appears to be so real, where is it getting that sense of reality? It can't be getting it from everything else that's not so. It's getting it from you and I. Yeah. We forgot that we're the dreamer. In that forgetfulness, we're, we've given everything we're dreaming right now the power to affect us. Yeah, how does what 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 us does it affect this identification as being a body? Yes, a limited, little, long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's the only place. This is not what's dreaming. Just like a great master Hoang Po says, what's perceiving cannot be perceived. This body ain't fucking perceiving. Yeah, this eye isn't seeing. This ear isn't hearing. It facilitates seeing. This facilitates hearing. But what's seeing and what's hearing cannot be seen or heard. Yeah, It's not a body. You're never going to freaking see it. But it's all there is is seeing. Yeah? So that I would say, if this is what I'm taking myself to be, I am now, for all intents and purposes, living as the dreamt object. Yeah? Now the state of forgetfulness of my own nature is, seems to be applicable and therefore, there's a transfer of meaning from me to everything else, and then I get bitten by all those meanings I've given everything. Because now I have a fucking ass to be bit. Yes? <laughs> you just see it. You see it, it will just... Like they used to say, if you see one drop of water, you've seen the whole ocean. You get one sense of what's going on here, you'll see what's happening. And after a while, how it happens with me is there was a point where instead of seeing this, yeah, but not seeing this, yeah, 
So take, I'm getting really clearer. This is what happens in a way. Your, your life right now is like an aperture. Yeah? You're, most of our minds are uh, locked in an aperture called self-centeredness. So in self-centeredness, we don't see life as happening. We see as we, we interpret it as happening to me. Yeah? So what goes on? Let's say you trip over a rock on a, you know, on a street and something happens or something terrible happens. Mine can use anything at once to provoke a change or it doesn't have to use anything. Yeah? But what occurs is, let's say the mind opens up. And you usually feel it. When it opens up, you feel available, and then you sense of some spirit of presence. Yeah, it's a nice feeling of being larger than you were. So it opens up. Okay, so here's the aperture. And so now you're getting really clear, supposedly. Yeah, and you're sort of liking it. And now you're, you know, some of your friends got to go by the wayside. They're not as clear as you, and you want to be with people who are just as clear, you know. So now you're going to the intensive that say, oh, how to integrate awakening into ordinary life? Because now you've assumed you're one of one of the awakened ones. You know? <laughs> There'll be a special intensive just for us. And of course, it will cost more money. That's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll keep buying it. <laughs> we'll keep going and buying and buying. So here's the aperture. It starts opening up. Oh, that's pretty cool. Right now, it seems really cool. I'm so fucking high and bright. Bliss is abounding. And I'm so freaking clear. I can see everything that's wrong with you. <laughs> so what, what happens with the aperture? It doesn't obey your little rules. So it opens up like this. It doesn't open up like this. It opens up like this. So what happens is what where you thought you were looking from gets to be seen. Yeah? It's over now. The gig is up. Yeah? And you you wish you could have stopped it here. <laughs> because here you could have made something of yourself. <laughs> you could have become a teacher and had giant long retreats for 20 days and, 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 and have to live with the idea that I'm telling these people to do what I know I never had to do for anything to happen because I don't know how it happened. Yeah? <laughs> so here it goes like this. So now, like Ramana Hashi says, if you ever heard of him, great master, he says, oh, by this time, your head is in the tiger's mouth. It's a done deal, yeah? But see, here, the selfing keeps implying that you are looking, yeah? In other words, you believe you're behind the camera. But when the aperture of mind opens up, you are seen to be in front of the camera. You can never see what's behind the camera, yeah? All there is, that's the seeing, yeah? And what's seeing is never going to be seen. Yeah? But now, what wasn't seen, that never was seen, and never will be seen, so that you never got out of something you were in, the fact is, you were never in it. You were always in front of the camera. Yeah? Happens. That's the whole point. The best way to get out of something is to realize you were never in it. The best way to have freedom from bondage is prior to the idea of being the one who is bound. If you weren't the one who was bound then you're not going to be the one who has to seek to be free. That's freed from both. Now you're freed from the need to be liberated. Now you're really freaking like a kid again. Yeah? And so what happens is, from the problem, it looks like there's a need for a solution. And it does. In the dream, you need a solution. Because the problem's taken to be real. But from the solution's vantage point, there is no problem. What happens from the solution's point of view, if there's no problem, there's no need for a solution either. That's how fucking beautiful it is. 
That's how economical it is. You don't have to have a little small solution pocket here. No, you're just, it's all economical. It's all getting pared more and more down, more and more down to the bare essential, which I call traveling lighter, because that's been my experience for years. That's what it initiated in my life, was a, a stabilized level of traveling lighter. I wanted it to change the geography of my life. I wanted it to be adorned and, you know, so I can, you know, whatever. <laughs> I could have had a lot of ideas. But the fact is, it didn't do any of that. It just allowed me to travel lighter over whatever geography my life has in store, or this life has in store for the action figure, yeah? Now, in, hi- in hindsight, that's a great deal. I'd much rather have what I've been having now, because I have it by giving it away. I never have it by owning it, because if you own it, there must be an owner of it. So in this way, I'm having it by giving it away, and it's the, it's the true sense of lightness. The, whole, the sense of being so light is really the joy. Yeah? And I don't need any information or much wisdom, because usually if, the, if this is sort of opened, then whatever you need will be there when you need it. That's what happens. Yeah? And then it dissipates very quickly. You don't get it to put it on your spiritual bookshelf. It's just all the, all the writing that led you to do something that day, gets, it's just all invisible ink. So basically it's the book, you're the page every day. So much cooler, you know, than burdening yourself with, you know. I know some people that have gone to, which is fine if you like doing that stuff, if you want to meditate. But at, this was 10 years ago. He had done 135 10-day retreats. It's a lot of time to be sitting on your tuchus, you know. 135 must be up to about 250 now. It's a lot of freaking time. This to me is more about nothing, really. Really, just getting pared down. That's why I hope you don't leave with anything here. I hope you came in with nothing. I hope you get nothing. And I hope you leave with nothing. Because after a while, you'll realize that's everything. Yeah, It doesn't need to be adorned or put an emblem put on it or or a tiara, or nothing. It's just It's so beautiful. Because conditional mind never recognizes it. It's always looking for something. Yeah, Always looking for something. And so it steps right over nothing. You'll get bored of this. I remember that when I first heard this message, I remember my mind tried to use it as an advantage. So I'd be at my, friend, my girlfriend's house, and I was supposed to do the dishes, and then she'd come home, and the dishes weren't done. And she'd say, Paul, I thought you were going to do dishes. I'd say, well, there is no Paul. You know, and she would just go, screw you, you know, go do the dishes. So my mind attempted to use it and it didn't work. And so you get to a point where you'll get bored. That's a beautiful state. That boredom is so cool because the mind now, it's like an animal that wants to eat the turtle and rolls it around but can't get in. The turtle's just tucked in and it's, after a while, it just, it, it really was intent. But it doesn't last long, the intention. It moves away, and the turtle gets up, and it's the slowest little stupidest thing, but it escapes the freaking wolf. You know what I mean? This is sort of what it's like. Nothing, it's like the eye of Sauron, you know, in the Lord of the Rings. It's looking for its precious, that ring, and it's scouring the whole Middle Earth, but it misses nothing. Nothing's right where you are right now. It's like dog shit awareness, and you're stepping over it every second looking for awareness. You may have to go through a weaning period where you have to, you know, you may feel bored, 
But I'll tell you, it won't last there. And then when nothing starts turning into everything, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, That nothing has been added or subtracted. It's always been this way. Yeah, You have been as... Mine hasn't been... It's like that sky. We always like to use the, the idea of the sky. So there's the sky, and uh, 4th of July, they have a lot of explosions, but does it ever rip the sky open? Yeah. When it rains, does the sky get wet? No, usually the, the earth gets wet. When the bird takes a shit, does it land on the sky? It usually lands on your car, yeah? <laughs> all this stuff happens. In a way, that's what all of this goings-on is about. It has all of this goings-on, but it doesn't disturb or affect the sky of mind at all. Yet everything is... The only way it can appear is in the context of that mind, yeah? So you can go back to where you thought you did the most heinous thing. There's no message in the space there that you did something, yeah? The most forgiving space is because nothing ever happened. All there is is that, yeah? Why not have that influence your day a little bit? What would happen if you had immunity to that obsession with time? I see it so much with people. That's why I say, I meet them on Saturday and I say, I bet you it's either a Tuesday or a Friday doing it. (laughs) It's never Saturday. You have to be thinking about something there or then to fuck on your parade now, to rain on your parade now. Yeah. What would happen if you had immunity to that? When you already had it, you've had the experience of when you were a kid, because you didn't, the concept of time hadn't become constructed yet, yeah? That this whole insane template of looking at life as how it pertains to me hadn't been designed completely yet. And, there, and so we were, we were expressing that condition. Did you ever work to be wondrous and awful when you were a kid? No. They were unbidden. They came quite a lot, with lots of frequency. Yeah, and then when you got really bummed out, it would pass. Your parents would still have the story, and you had forgotten it an hour ago because you'd really flip out for three minutes, but it would move out fast. Yeah, what happened? We grew into a sort of state of mind. The mind was forgotten, and a mental process became the dominant influence. Yeah, we took ourselves to be this, and I'll tell you, self cannot generate a feeling of being here. Yeah. How it, how it generates it is by being remembered. Yeah? So when the, your thought system pictures you as a body, so when the thought system is thinking about you two years ago, it's thinking about you as a body. That's what it's claimed you to be, a body. Yeah? That's called the act of being identified as. So the thought system takes you to be a body, and it thinks about you. Three years ago. Now, it was, if it was thinking about almost anyone else, its interest and attention wouldn't go there. But because it's you, <laughs> there's that huge power of cherishing it, you're really interested about you three years ago. <laughs> so now the thoughts coagulate around that little you, and it, you're thought about, and what happens is there's a remembering. Where does the remembering occur? No. It uses the past to remember now. So the sense of self is a remembered sense. That's why Dogen said that the whole study of Buddhism is to forget the self. Why? Because if you study the self, you realize it's not you, and you'll be apt to forget it. 
Because the glue that's putting your interest and attention on that dead fucking story all day is because it's about you. If it isn't about you, find out what happens. So, okay, so now you're thinking about you three years from now. Yeah? The, the future. And so the same thing happens. The thoughts go around you because it's you. You know, I really want to know what's going to happen to me. And I have a lot of strong ideas. I'm going to have cancer or destitute, my girlfriend sleeping with my best friend or whatever. And, you know, I should have preemptive strikes. You know, I hate you. What? I never did anything. But you will be doing something. You know, <laughs> it's so insane. So there it is. You're thinking about you three years from now. Where, but it's also a way of remembering. So where does the remembering occur? Now, this is called the remembrance of self. So the thought system is used to remember self. That's why the thought system doesn't give a shit about now, but it's the only place it can happen. Its whole value system is then, there, and then, because that's where you can seem to be so, is in the past and future. Because right now, there is no evidence that you are here. Literally. Not the you you think you are, that's for sure. There's plenty of evidence that you are here, but not as this little action figure of Paul. Yeah. But when this is forgotten, which is that that's the sense of presence, that's the validation of being aware that you're aware, or being aware that there's conscious contact, that's the I am that I am. Yeah. That, that being seemingly forgotten then it goes, I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here. And now the little idea of me gets crowned as you, and there it goes. Yeah. And it's a very jealous God, like the Old Testament. It doesn't brook any other gods that come before it. You ever read the, the ideas of God in the Old Testament? It sounds like your head, doesn't it? Really. It does. I won't put up with any other God. I won't put up with any guy in front of me. I won't put it. It's a sound just like my head for 20 years. But they called it God. <laughs> well, I've been calling it Paul, which is playing God. <laughs> same, same, really. So, <laughs> so what happens if you're not, let's say you're doing something you love to do. Like if I'm surfing, right? I'm in the water. I'm not interested in going to an imaginary field of yesterday. I'm not interested in smoking that crop of Paul. And I'm not interested in what's going to happen to Paul. And therefore, it's an incredible event. Because I'm in the state of the forgetfulness of self, or the forgetfulness of self. In other words, the activity that has to reinforce the sense of self isn't being paid attention to, so the sense of self isn't being produced. Now, what happens is, when you leave the water, it will recoagulate and say, I was the one that was in the water. Yeah? That's what it does. It covers its own tracks by claiming to have been there. But in fact, it's never been in any, mo any scene of any crime in your life. It's never been there. Yeah? You can never be out of a moment. You can, I mean, you can, yeah. The whole idea of us trying to get into the moment is presupposing an insane idea that you could be out of a moment. And the same thing, we're trying to get out of something called self that we can't be in. The solution is prior to the problem. The, solution, the freedom is prior to the bondage. It isn't like I was bound and therefore I did something or another I called they 
did something, and now I am free, I bet you only to be bound again. When you believe that you did something to blow it up or to screw it up. Yeah? But to be free of both, to be free of the one who is bound and the one who is free, is the real freedom. Yeah? Now your whole interest and attention isn't on experiences. You're, you sense the presence that's influencing every your experience, because you are what's experiencing everything. We were talking the other day. I was at this place in Burma once, 1995. I think it's a wonder of the world. It's called Pagan. It's this big field, arid plain on the Irrawaddy River. And these crazy people in the 900s, they got introduced to Buddhism. So for 300 years, they built temples, this society. They built 5,000 temples on this one area. And they're in a lot of an immaculate condition. It's an incredible place to go. You get a little bicycle, you ride around these dirt street, dirt, dirt uh, roads, and you go into temples. They have murals inside, and at night you go sit on a pagoda or look at the stars and watch the sun go down. It's incredible. So this one time we're there, we're on a pagoda waiting for the sun to go down, and we see this giant cloud of, of uh, dust coming. And it comes right to this temple, and it's a big bus of tourists. Yeah. Now the bus, the tourists all get out, they all come rushing out, and here's the temple. They hit the temple, and they turn around, they get their picture taken, and they're right back in the bus. Now, they have the evidence they were there, but were they there? You see? They have the picture, they have the memory, but were they really at the freaking temple? To me, that isn't being there at all. I don't need a picture of that I was somewhere to prove I was there. Well, I don't want to prove I was there. I've never been there. <laughs> In fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. I don't want to beat the dead horse. It's an imitation, really. I, I hope... Some of you are pros, and I feel sorry for you, really. I mean, I really... See, the uh, we used to tell a story all the time. When I first did that, the first video I ever did was because I'd gone to talks and stuff, and I was listening to what was going on. And then I saw something, and it was like this old story about the uh, the lion and the sheep, Yeah. And it made a big impression on me because it, it just explained a whole lot in a very short little parable. And, uh, and the point was, was there was this a lion and a lion cub. And the lion, the mother gets killed and the cub's left alone and it's wandering around and it doesn't really know what it is or what's going on. And it sees this big herd of sheep, so it starts moving towards the sheep. Now, the sheep know what it is. It's a lion. So they start getting jittery, but they realize that the thing doesn't even know it's a lion. And so it gets adopted into the sheep herd, yeah? So now the lion is trying to be the best sheep it can be, you know? And it's, you know, it's getting its hair curled and stuff and bah, bah, whatever. And, and you know, not all the other sheep are not always comfortable with it, but, you know, they, they're wondering. He's very self-obsessed. Why don't they like me? And, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's trying it for like three or four years. And he's doing the best he can, and you know he's chewing cud and stuff. It's not really working for him. But hey, what what the hell? I'm a sheep, you know. Feel really uncomfortable in my own skin, but it's the only skin I have, sheep skin, you know. So this one day, an old lion comes down. It's looking to eat something, and it sees the, the herd of sheep. So it starts running after the herd, and it sees out of the corner of the eye a the, the young lion, and he thinks the young lion has showed up to join the hunt, but he realizes the young lion's running with the sheep. So he t- veers off and he grabs the young lion. The young lion rolls on his back and goes, please, please, Mr. Lion, don't eat me. I'm just a humble sheep. Now the older lion's pretty perplexed, so he just grabs the young lion, drags it to the water hole, and sticks both their heads out, and the young lion sees the reflections and gets it. Yeah, Doesn't have to study for three months. He gets it. And then the old lion goes roar, and it roars. It didn't have to get a roaring lesson or anything like that. Its nature was already pregnantly available, but it wasn't seemingly being accessed. It didn't mean it wasn't there. It's always been there. It just wasn't being accessed. Yeah. So, so what happens is, I find with people, they hear the message, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. Sounds good to a lot of people. Some people don't like it, but some people do. So here comes the message. You're a lion, you're a lion. Yes, I'm really digging this message. And then it hits. But what it hits is these ears are formed into sheep ears. Yeah, You're identified as something you're not. That's the mitt that's catching every ball that you're getting thrown at, that's getting thrown at you, the mitt of selfing. You're already presupposed to be this. So when you hear about that, the only way you can translate it is, I can become like that. So now it gets bastardized, the message. You're a lion becomes, I can become like a lion. But now what's going to happen is you're going to try to become like a lion as a sheep. Yeah. So what happens? Sheep get a room like this, let's say. And they find a couple of statues, lion statues, and they get pictures of lions, and they have little bios. This was the oldest lion and the biggest lion, the lion with the whitest mane or whatever. And they get little candles, and they start, you know... Sitting on the, oh, Mr. Lion, I want to be like you. And they're having roaring lessons, but they sound like boss. And now these are getting their hair straightened out, and they're trying to do this. And they're getting, you know, kudos from each other. Oh, you're getting better. I can, I can almost hear the roar in you. I can almost hear the roar, bah, bah, you know. But the whole point is, the whole point is, it's defeated before it even began, because there's been a misassumption. They're not a sheep. Yeah. So when you come and hear about there is no Paul, yet there's still a feeling that you want to be there to experience that. (laughs) The product is being made right at that moment you're sitting there. The selfing is producing its product. The only way you can hear this message is by making it something that fits the frame of selfing. Not to have it threatened. That's why we like the term Zen bitch slap. And I don't like when someone takes it out because it's meant to irritate people. <laughs> Fuck. This isn't like, a you know, oh, we're going to go on a Tempur-Pedic retreat. You know what I mean? This is sort of, no. This thing is lazily asleep. We want to wake it fucking up. Not that it never was awake, but we want to sort of irritate it a little bit. Yeah? Not just as good sometimes, but sometimes a nice little poke in the ribs is better. Yeah? So that the mind will come out of its little stupor and realize the only thing that's what that is so here is what's seeing everything else. Yeah. And any meaning anything ever has has been given from here. 
that me that has not given me a meaning. I have this has given a meaning to that. Get the horse in front of the cart, or you'll be a victim. Then you'll be praying for a savior, and then your spirituality will be passive. Uh, this is very empowering. It's about really empowering. You are the light that's going to illuminate your day. Yeah. And, you know, for some reason or other, it was put to the test, and it's, it's demonstrated itself in my life where the traveling light has stabilized for many years now. Yeah. And an immunity grew because I have a simple recognition that what's not happening is not happening. Yeah. It's not like I did, it wasn't like 20 books of metaphysical theses. It's the most obvious common sense of all. Why? What's producing the effect of last week? Not last week. It's effectless. If, if, if it, let's give it a semblance of reality. If it did happen, it's, the embers are out by now. It's like two years ago. <laughs> There's no living fire in two years ago. Yeah? What's causing it to have any meaning isn't that but it's initiating this, the selfing, to bring more meaning to it from that fucking... That fire hasn't been on for two years. You go walk around in the ashes and kick up the embers. What would happen is if you lost interest in that, if you're interested in attention, the only reason why it does that time travel is because it's about you. If it wasn't about you, your interest in attention wouldn't go there. The thoughts could go... But it'd be like you would hear it like a, a faint echo. It's the interest and the attention that amplifies the thoughts about three years ago. The thoughts don't have that power to project that three years to here. It's the interest and attention that enlivens the thoughts. Yeah, because we believe it's about us. If it isn't about you, you'll lose interest in it. Just like if you came over my house and you were complaining about what's not happening, I'd be bored stiff. It's not happening to me. Yeah. How am I going to have real understanding about nothing? Yeah, I, I, I'd love to be a therapist and my, my special would be what's not happening. Because I could have about 60 people a day come in. They'd all think they were going to get an hour. They walk in, they start bitching about what wasn't happening. Like, that's not happening. And they go, but no, that's it. See you next week. You know? I could have, I, I get 59 minutes to have more people come in. That's how easy it is. If you could see it's not happening, your interest attention would leave, and that's what's fueling its ability to be used to cause an effect now by you. You're the only thing that can cause an effect here. How can something like this Monday be a problem? You're not feeling good. The next day you're feeling really open, it's not a problem. The next day you're feeling closed, seemingly close again, it's a problem. Is it a problem or isn't it a problem? It's neither. We're giving it the meaning it has. And how is that meaning being distributed? The mental process has given this a meaning. It's me. The crowning achievement. It's, to me, it's a, it's a slavery. It's called not bondage to self. That would give it too much credit. That would mean there was, there was a self that you could be bonded to. It's bondage of self. It's an activity, a mental activity that can only produce the appearance of something being so. It cannot make it so. So the thoughts infer that I'm the thinker. They infer that I'm the doer. They imply 
So when an action happens, don't you feel like you're the actor? When there's a thought, don't you feel like you're the thinker? When there's a feeling, you bet, I bet you you feel like you're the feeler. This is contrived. You didn't have that when you were a baby. It's been produced. Jesus, I mean, Buddha said beautifully, when you see, see. When you hear, hear. When you feel, feel. When you taste, taste. When you touch, touch. After the mental process produces its product, now it's when you see, the seer and seeing gets emphasized. When there's hearing, the hearer and the heard gets emphasized. When there's feeling, the feeler and the felt gets emphasized. It's been it's a hijacking. You're living a mental interpretation. That's why you're fucking seeking like crazy. You want to have some Alan Vital. You want to at least be on the pulse of life for every once in a while. I see it all the time. People are working all year and they're waiting to get to that. They're thinking about that trip to Hawaii. They get to the trip to Hawaii, they're thinking about work. They can never align themselves with where they are because they're in a mental here that's chock full of there and then. You're not going to line up. The stars are never going to align where you're going to really be able to enjoy peace of mind because you're addicted to time and the thought will come up, will, it, will I be at peace tomorrow? There goes your peace, just like that. You have to have an immunity to that, and you can't produce it. If you see you're not that, the immunity just is available. It grows in and of itself. Yeah. And then you sense it. You feel it in this room. Yeah, Sense this. Like we call it in recovery, it's a lovely statement. It says there's a loving God and there's no thing. You know, but a loving God that is expressing itself through our group conscience. That's what happens in satsang. Yeah? Something that you may not have felt becomes palatable. But what's really cool is it's palatable all day. Yeah? That is no difference when I walked in here than when I'm in here and when I leave. The baseline is the same baseline. Yeah? Yeah, any questions today? Stunned into silence. <laughs> I love it. No question. yeah. More questions than you would have time to answer. <laughs> well, I wouldn't answer any of them, really. Yeah. I don't like questions. It turns into therapy too easily. I don't mind therapy, but this isn't the setting for it. You know? Well, the mind, the selfing, always wants to put itself as the Alpha and the Omega, and then talk about it and everything from it. And yet, and it can slip in there quickly. It can take over a situation quite easily and make it all about it. <laughs> Gotta be, yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it worked, yeah. Just sit with it. You'll leave tonight and just let it, your mind will try to make it something or compare it to what you've heard before that you think is the same thing. And you'll see it. It'll just try to make it, make it, make it into something. And maybe just keep... And yet, all of that activity is finite. What's seeing it isn't. It's infinite. Yeah? The selfing is finite. It runs out. Yeah? And what's left when it stops is what I am. Yeah? 
you are that space. Never blinks, never moves, never interrupts, never hiccups. Yeah? It's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary. You're the one that puts up. That's why they call, you know, you ever hear the statements, the gateless gate? What do you think they're implying? The open secret. How could there be a secret? It was open, exactly. (laughs) The gateless gate. Wait a minute. Well, then, is there, would there be a toll booth at the gateless? No, there wouldn't. There would have to, to have a toll, there has to be a gate that would be able to impede you from getting in. Yeah? But if it's a gateless gate, there goes the toll booth, there goes the middleman, there goes the middlewoman. Yes? See, the thing is, you are what you're seeking, but not as you're thought to be. That's the trick. Yeah? People are okay. I am what I'm seeking, but the, the I am isn't the I am. It's the I was and I will be. Masquerading as the I am. Yeah? That's not what you're looking for. Yeah. If you're in self-centeredness, that's what you're looking from. <laughs> There's a point where you'll see it and you'll realize I'm not that. Yeah? And then that's that, basically. Then it's about entertaining what's been revealed. And I'll tell you something, it doesn't, it's, it, that does generate itself. Mind entertaining mind generates itself, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so happy I recorded this actually. I succeeded.